Hello and welcome to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. I am your anchor host, Deb Bowen, and just so delighted and honored that you have joined us for yet another episode of this eclectic and interesting experiment in the world of podcasting as I and seven of my friends talk to you about all sorts of esoteric Uh, and metaphysical and spiritual and psychic topics. I am delighted that my co-hosts this week are Roger Lockshear and Sherry Purbeck. Roger is a shamanic practitioner, and Sherry channels information from the angelic realm. And our topic tonight is star beings. If you were with us last week, you know that my lovely friends Joel Hawkins and Dale Rutman did the first part of this topic with our Star Beings Episode 1 last week. And this week, Roger and Sherry are going to continue the conversation with some additional information for you. So sit back and enjoy and listen to us talk about Star Beings. Sherry, dear, may I start with you? Sure. Well, hello, everyone, everyone listening. Um, really excited about this topic, and um, I'll be honest with you, um, Deb, I don't have a whole lot of information about the star beings. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a professional or that I've studied or have had a lot of interaction with the star beings, but um, the little experience that I have had um, is very fascinating, and I'm happy to share my some of my experiences and the one that I um, mostly want to talk about um, is my most recent experience. Um, I'd probably say about three months ago, um, I was doing a healing on a client, and all of a sudden I see this, um, this spirit standing across from me, <clears throat> probably you know a little over four feet tall, had a... Um, white aura around him, uh, white robe, big black eyes, almost like they looked like they were lenses. Um, what I found very interesting was that I wasn't afraid at all. In fact, I looked at him and I said, um, oh, hi, who are you? And what I had gotten back from him was he was a white being. And I said, okay. And um, I said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, and now this is all through um, telepathic communication, not verbal. So, and, and the other thing to note here, too, is I didn't see him in the physical form. It's almost like, um, you know, translucent um, kind of a way of seeing, not, like I said, not physical so, um, and I looked behind him, and I could see that there were a lot of them. It was almost like from a, you know a distance, seeing a crowd of people, but they were they all looked alike. So, um, the feeling that I got also from him was that he was there to assist in the healing. And what I realized is, you know, my hands. can get hot in a healing. Um, A lot of healers know that. But what I noticed is my hands were were, um, 
itching. They were like, I really wanted to itch my hands, you know. And I felt that it's not that I was merging with this being, but it was as if this being was um, doing something to my vibration, like raising my vibration because I would close my eyes to receive the, you know, a higher um, feeling of receiving from spirit if you will, but I felt like I was losing my balance. And he told me it would be easier for me to keep my eyes open. And I really felt my vibration change, um, more energy coming through. I saw a lot of white around me. Um, and the energy that I was receiving and the client was receiving was actually in like a gold, like a yellow gold energy. It was really quite amazing. Um, and what I also learned was when, and by the way, when I asked him his name, what I actually got uh, telepathically was Fletcher. So, you know, I don't know if that's really his name or if that's um, something he knew that I would get a kick out of calling him. So it it just came to me. So. Uh, I've nicknamed him Fletcher <laughs> when, when he does come in. And typically he does come into the healings. So another thing that I wanted to tell you is I had said to him, you know, I should be afraid of your eyes because they were, there's no pupil, just like like lens. And I no more and thought to myself that very thing. And light just burst from his eyes there was no more black lenses and his whole being broke up in like a million different stars it was amazing just amazing to me so when you know after the healing I'm kind of moving a little forward here I I didn't say anything to the client um, of course because I had to understand what I had just experienced I Googled just for the hell of it on my phone, white beings. And I had never even heard of the white beings before. So what popped up was celestial white beings. And uh, there were a lot of paintings done or pictures done of these beings. So I just kind of scrolled a little bit through my phone, and there was an exact photo of what I saw. It, It, like, blew my mind. It was like okay, there's a lot of other people out there who have, um, that this, these beings have been in contact with and, and they've been around before we've been around. Um, and why he said that I have called him in was because they are about the Christ consciousness. And very interestingly enough, the last, I would say the last couple of years before I started healing, I call in the Christ consciousness. And I always see white, just bright, beautiful white when I started healing. And I believe that's what he meant by saying you've been, you know, you've been calling, you've called us. So um, he's come into some of my angel speak groups where I channel the, the angels for people. And he appears to be a lot more serious than the angels and very much so about love. It's like there's no communication with him 
other the only communication is that it's always about love always about love um he you know really just gets right to the point and you know my i have to say my healings have changed working with this being because it's all about love it's all about forgiveness and you know what's so often and i'm sure deb you would know what i'm talking about and roger um one thing kicks off another thing you know there's no coincidences Mm-hmm. Because shortly after my first meeting with him, everything was about love. Everything is about forgiveness, um, letting go. Um, it, 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 it's like if we work on those topics, forgiveness of the self and forgiveness of others, there's a much quicker healing process that we can go through. Um, but it's all working within love the energy of love. It's just, um, it's amazing to me. Um, The other thing is that he taught me this healing was he taught me to um, focus on the sun. And it's it's, uh, tapping into the sun's energy and that this healing that he has brought to my attention is an ancient healing that the Egyptians used to use. Um, Just quite amazing. And the hands itching was the receiving of this energy. So I had done another healing on a client, and my there's my hands itching like crazy. And, you know, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to interrupt the, the healing. All of a sudden, the client says, you know, I can't stand it anymore. I have to itch my head. I get to itch my head, and that's where my hands were. Of <laughs> course, um, <laughs> I started laughing, and I said, yes, me too. My hands are very, very itchy. Um, I got some questions, Sherry. Sure. Okay. When did you say he first appeared to you? Um, I was at Mystic Elements. I was at work doing a healing during the day. And how how long ago was that? It, that's just been a couple of months, or may, maybe maybe three months ago. Um, okay. And so, yeah. My question then would be, why now? I mean, you've been doing this work a really long time. And yep. and what is your sense of why he mm-hmm. suddenly appeared to you a couple of months ago? Oh, well, do you have a, because an idea about that? I do. Um, my my own healing process, Deb, has grown. You know, um, all these years, you know, I've never stopped doing my own self healing work. It's a constant. It's like every single day, but now they've come to me in the past in the the you know in the past years but had he brought in this whole love thing to me any sooner deb i wouldn't understand it i mm-hmm. now am able to i'm more compassionate with myself with others i have a deeper understanding um the veil if you will want to use that word has gotten thinner for me and I can accept what they say now of importance, of how important it is. Um, I didn't have uh, the ability to understand that everything really is about love. It really, really is. I was too 
much about the physical life, the physical form that we exist in for me to understand. You know, so often, you know, even if I'm doing a reading on a customer and I'm giving them certain messages, sometimes they look at me like a deer in headlights and I know that they're not there yet. They just don't understand what I'm saying. And it could be the simplest of messages, but if they're not there to receive, they don't have the understanding to go with the message, it's, it's useless at the time. And so, where, do you th- mm-hmm. where do you think these beings come from? Well, let's say this. First of all, this is what blows my mind. There's so many. I mean, look at, we are living in a third dimensional existence, right? We are third dimensional beings moving into the fourth dimension. There are beings in the fifth and sixth dimension. There are different rays. There are different, um, I mean, there's a whole other universe out there. So that's the thing, Deb. That is the most amazing thing is that we have so much help that, um, you know, there's so ma- there's just so many of them. I mean, if there's planet Earth, how many other planets are out there that have uh, living spirits on them, other beings? And I think that we have had so many lifetimes. I don't think it's just that we've incarnated just on this planet. They are our family. And I think that they match up with us and where we are at in our life or what we're where and what we can understand at the, at the time. So say for me, I totally understand why Fletcher came to me. I'm a healer. These white beings are healers. And I, I say always I'm a healer first and foremost above a psychic or a medium because to me everything's about healing. So it makes sense to me why this being would come to me. And, you know, I'm always, we, well, that's what the show is about. It's all about questing. I, you know, I, <laughs> right? We're, we're always questing. Uh, questing. Sure. I'm even asking, I'm asking spirit, you know, how can I help people with, um, uh, you know, bipolar, being bipolar? You know, what, what can I do? How can I help? Um, autistic children how can i help it's all about healing so i think it depends on where we are at in our life to which being comes to us you know Mm -hmm. and and dale said a similar thing last week in in her segment with joel uh, about exactly what what you just said so uh i find that just fascinating it's just it's interesting and i guess um well, yeah, my right, let, let me uh, let me stop you just a minute. I need to process what you just said here for a minute. Let let me turn to Roger, and and I'll come back to you and ask some more questions in a few minutes. Hi, Roger. How are you? And what are you thinking over there? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, it it is. It's it's interesting. Um, I'm still trying to process and digest and understand some of the messages that I've received recently. Um, but what's interesting is it's the, the messages are similar um, 
to what um, Sherry was just um, sharing about her experience. Um, first, let me say I have um, I don't have any remembered experience with these beings as of right now um, from any other time in my life. But as the more I'm starting to process this, I kind of have a feeling that they've always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me just let me just kind of share with you my experience and, and how it all unfolded. Um, my experience um, happened right around the time of the solar eclipse in August. Um, the morning of the eclipse, um, I woke up and I didn't feel well. I felt anxious um, for no apparent reason. Um, I was feeling very um, ungrounded and unsettled. I was nauseated. Um, I had a headache. And um, I went on with my day. And as the day progressed, I got worse and worse. I started feeling worse and worse. And with this, um, I began to get a very loud ringing in my ears. Um, it, was, it became so loud, and it, and it was getting louder and louder the closer we came to the eclipse time in the afternoon. And I had even spoken to my wife, and she said, what do you think's going on? I said, I have no idea, but I'm really not feeling well. And she was the first one to say, do you think it has anything to do with the eclipse? And I said, well, you know, that's interesting you say that. Maybe. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, as the day went on, um, the ringing got worse in my ears. Um, it was so loud at one point, I was even going to people around me and saying, do you hear that? Do you, do you, do you hear that? And <laughs> no, <laughs> hear what? Um, <clears throat> and... Um, it didn't feel like I was about to receive any messages in the way that I normally do. When I start to receive messages, um, when I'm in a session or I'm doing shamanic work with someone, I typically get a very distinct feeling over uh, my body. I get a tightening around my forehead, um, and it's very distinct, and it's, and it's very consistent. This didn't feel anything like that. And then what happened was... Later that night and into the next day, the only way I can describe this is I suddenly had a whole bunch of information in my head. It wasn't like it just, it wasn't linear. In other words, it wasn't like a message that was in a sentence or in a, um, in a grouping of images that were like chronological. It was a whole bunch of information all at once. I don't know if that makes sense but it was like suddenly a major download. Um, and what I started to write down um, about this information was that um, the information came from a star being. Uh, the star being um, spoke their name to me, gave me their name. Um, the name of the star being that... Um, brought me this message was Ansha, A-N-S-H-A, um, and I'm going to come back to that word. Um, and the message was that there are currently 12 uh, star beings on the planet that are 
um, aiding in um, humans' evolution, spiritual evolution. Um, seven of them are um, on each of the uh, inhabited continents, so North and South America, Africa, India, uh, Europe, Asia, Australia. Um, five of them are um, within each nation, so one for the white nation, one for the red nation, one for the brown nation, one for the black nation, one for the yellow nation. That these beings are like bodhisattvas. So um, they exist outside of our concept of time and space and that they exist in a realm of non-duality and they can even enter in people into their consciousness to help guide humanity. So that was the first piece that I was given. Um, this, this being that was talking to me or giving me this message, Ansha, um, is not on the planet, but in the atmosphere that is overseeing. And the message unfolded in that, um, that we're in the, um, the humanity is processing on a global level, like sh the shadow work of mass consciousness. And this has been going on for about 2,200 years or maybe a little more. Um, I've got my notes here because it was a lot. Um, that um, mankind has been stuck in the death phase of the life, death, and rebirth cycle. Um, that the cycle is not in balance and the destructive aspect of the cycle has been fed by mankind's obsessions of power and greed, and that this is manifested in all manner of war, the destruction of the environment, um, the illusion of the importance of material possessions over nature and the natural world. Um, and over time, this obsession with power um, has created a separate entity, and this is what's interesting, um, that humans have created a thought form that has gained in strength and holds its own identity as a being of death and destruction. And more death and more destruction feed it. The destruction of our environment feeds it. And it holds power over the weak-minded in a multitude of fractured forms as deceivers that have caused much of humanity to lull into a sleep of ignorance. Um, so this was a lot of information for me to, to kind of, uh, I wasn't sure what to do with this. Um, so I have to stop you a minute. Yeah. Did you feel, did you feel crazy getting all of this information? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I mean I I have shivers running up and down my spine with some of what you've just said. And and you know, Roger, I I don't doubt a word of your experience nor yours, Sherry. In fact, what you're saying is resonating so deeply with me that it's almost taking my breath away. 
and yet I'm trying at the same time to imagine how in the world you must have felt having this downloaded into your head. Yeah, it, it was. I wasn't sure what to do with it. Um, I bet. What I can what I can tell you, um, and this this echoes what Sherry was saying, is that they're here to help us. That they're here to help guide us on this transformation that we're experiencing on the planet. But we're not even near the end of it. There's a lot of continued destruction from what I, what I was given um, before we can move through this and get out of this cycle of imbalance. But the, the message was clear that they are here to help us. Here's where this thing gets really interesting for me, and it really got my head kind of spun around for a little while. Um, the word star being was very clear, so it wasn't saying that it was an angel. It wasn't saying it was a, 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 someone on the other side. This was a very specific word that was used. The name Ansha, I had no idea what that meant. I Googled it, right? Like everyone goes on. <laughs> you of Google course. the word. I couldn't come up with anything. I'm like, what is Ansha? I came up with a, an, an actress in India. Well, as I went further and I, I said, meaning of Ansha, I found two things that really stuck out. And first, let me say, I know nothing about the Chinese language. I know nothing about the Arabic language. The word Ansha, the Chinese to English translation, means to assassinate. Woo! And the mm -hmm. Arabic word Ansha is a is a a girl a girl's name that means she who creates. And I found that it like was a lightning bolt hitting me because the message was that we need to destroy this destructive behavior. We need to destroy this thing that has been created, that we created, this thought form, this, this thing that's operating on its own now, mm -hmm. that we need to destroy that. And, and through that, we are going to transform into a higher way of being, a higher consciousness. And so it's both a destruction and a creative force. And it just talk about sending shivers down your spine. I mean, I found that mm -hmm. and I said, I cannot believe what I'm reading here. Um, and I know nothing of those two languages. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, uh, um, it was a shock. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm, my, my Hindu knowledge is escaping me at the moment, but there is a, um, a god and a goddess in, in the Hindu religion that is both the creator and the d destroyer. I think it's Shiva, but I'm not, I'm not sure right. I got that right. Right. Um, and yeah, I wasn't sure what to do with, with this. And so I, I wrote down, I've taken a lot of notes. Um, I was, a few weeks after this occurred, I was sitting in um, a sacred space with a few people. One of the men that was in the sacred space um, is uh, Cherokee and had just been on a vision quest. Um, and he was on his vision quest 
the week of the eclipse. Do you know he was visited by the star people on his vision quest? When, when I started to talk about this experience, because I, I needed to talk to someone about it, <laughs> and I was looking for some guidance, um, the very same night, the night of the eclipse, he was on a mountain in South Dakota and was visited by the star people and got a very similar message about them being here to help us. Right. And, and so, you know, I think that it's not unsimilar, just similar to the information I get from the being who calls herself Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I have to tell you that Dale's guide, with the, the star being who has been Dale's guide for longer than I've known Dale, and we've been friends for many, many years, and Dale talked about this last week, her guide's name is Anhu. <laughs> That's pretty close, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is, isn't it? I mean, oh you know goodness. there's bound to be some similarities there. You just, you just know there is. Yeah. Wow. Um, let me stop you, yeah. Roger. What's that? Sherry, I, I, I wanted Sherry? to say I found very interesting that um, that's a, those are pretty big messages, Roger, and you said that you don't have any recall of ever meeting a star being in the past, right? You, um, I, I don't. I don't. And, and as with my practice, with the shamanic work I do, typically when things start coming through from spirit realm, they're what I would consider very terrestrial. In other words, spirits that are attached to a place yeah. um, or to the land or guides that are attached to other people. But, but when I say they're terrestrial, I mean that this was just different. This was very specific using this word star being, and I, that never came through before in any of my work. And it was also, I've, I've, I've been interested in things like, you know, UFOs and, and, and are we alone in the universe and all that. But this was, it wasn't that either which was odd. Right. It, was, it, it, it wasn't that either. It was, um, and yet they were clearly using that word, that they're, you know, they're star beings. Right, right. Um, you know, so. That's amazing. It, it, it is, it is. And, I, and I, again, I, I'm still not sure what to do with all this information. It's, it's very, uh, it's very, it's, it's very direct, very specific, um, and very different. You know, well, one of the things that, that you're we, doing is sending it, sending it out to thousands of people on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one thing you're doing yeah. with it. Woo! <laughs> 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 That's, That's it. It is. Let's take a break uh, and tell folks who we are and what we're doing and some of the work that, that the three of us have coming up. And then when we come back, um, I want to come back to that now, now what are we doing with it? And I want to talk about that thought form that you mentioned, sure. Roger, because sure. I've just been doing some reading on thought forms. And okay. so I want, to, I want to come back to that. So take a deep breath. The two of you have just worked really hard. And uh, folks, you are listening to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. And I am Deb Bowen, the anchor host for this podcast. And we're so happy that you are with us. My guests tonight are uh, Roger Lockshear, who is a shamanic practitioner, and Sherry Purbeck, 
who is an angel communicator and healer. And as you can tell, if you've made it this far through the podcast, we are talking about star beings and trying to even figure out what that word means. Uh, The three of us co-host this show with five other uh, of our lovely friends who alternate uh, in combination of discussing lots of different topics. And Quest for Connection does just that. We seek to find answers and connection among ourselves, our beliefs, our practices around the planet. And there are lots of ways that you can connect with us. You can find this podcast on iTunes, on Blog Talk Radio, on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, on my website, which is debbowen.com, and on uh, Gmail at Deb Bowen and Friends. So any combination of those words, if you Google us, will get uh, you to us. And we're always happy and honored to connect with you. Uh, Sherry, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up for uh, events and, and work that you're doing over the next few weeks? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to be starting a mediumship group um, I'll have the information um, up and running this week, the advertising, but it'll be through um, a conference call. It'll be a uh, intense um, uh, four-day four, uh, process spread out actually through two months, um, but I'll have more information up and running about it. I've had a lot of uh, uh, people wanting to uh, learn more about their gifts. A lot of people out there with the mediumship abilities and would like to put it into practice, and I'd love to help them. So oh, I've been, been doing that. I'll have more information, like I said, through the through the month, but it'll be up and running this month out on my website. Great. Yep. And tell them your website. My website is themysticalfairy.com. Okay, the and that's Sherry Perfect. Yep. TheMysticalFairy.com. And Sherry is starting a, a mediumship mentoring program that's a, a call-in kind of course and, and group uh, sessions. So that's wonderful, Sherry. That's great. Thank you. Roger, how about you? Sure, yeah. I've got a lot of local events happening uh, here in uh, North Carolina. Um, but for folks who are not in this immediate area, um, On my website, shamanfire.net, there is a link to connect with me via Skype or phone for uh, shamanic journey, healing, uh, intuitive guidance, connecting with spirit guides, Um, and that's on shamanfire.net. There's also a a wonderful um, retreat um, this summer coming up in August um, called Awakening Spirit Fire Within. It's our second year of hosting this retreat. It is in, uh, at a retreat center in North Carolina, um, and folks can come from all around. It's a, a three-day intensive. Um, there are some wonderful facilitators um, working with me this year, uh, including uh, integrative yoga therapist, uh, a visionary artist. This year's theme is Unlocking Creativity and Sacred Sensuality. Um, so we'll be doing a lot of work with um, working with divine masculine and divine feminine and how those energies work together. Um, it's going to be a wonderful uh, three days. So anyone interested out there, again, on, on the Shaman Fire uh, website or uh, Shaman Fire on Facebook. Wonderful. Good. And I know that that 
retreat will fill up quickly. So folks, you need to go take a look at Roger's website and consider that retreat. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a great experience. And thank you for that. And then I have a couple of things coming up in April. Uh, a week from tonight on April 10th, uh, my three-session Tarot, Intro to Tarot course begins. It's an intensive uh, three-session intro course. begins April 10th, runs for three consecutive Tuesday nights. And you can find details about uh, the requirements for that and how to register for that on my website. I also, on the 24th, which is a, the last Tuesday night of, of that, uh, last Tuesday of, the, of April, I will be offering, and I just have a few slots left, they're going fairly quickly, readings on that day. My schedule is such that now I'm only offering uh, reading days, maybe one and sometimes two days a month, but this month it's only one day. So a day of readings on April 24th, Tarot Clarice beginning on April 10th. You can get that information on my website. It's debbowen.com. Be sure you use two Bs, D-E-B-B-O-W-E-N. So thank you all so much for that. Whew. Okay, guys, I think I can go back to talking about Starbeans now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just needed a minute or two of break here to, to process some of what, of what you all have said. I love hearing from both of you and also from Dale last week that really the intent here of these beings, whether they're coming from uh, a galaxy far, far away or whether they are um, working with us through multidimensional connections here on Earth, wherever it is that they're, they're coming from, their intent is love and kindness and they are coming here to help us really get back on the on course and to bring balance back onto the planet and and within ourselves. Am I hearing that correctly from both of you, Roger? Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. And Sherry, yeah, how about you? Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yes. Okay. And and when you were talking a minute ago, Roger, about um, the thought forms and the and the negativity of thought forms, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I love to do is to collect old books old metaphysical books, and I was recently able to come across a copy of Dion Fortune's Psychic Protection book. It was written like in the, I know what, back (laughs) in the 1930s, maybe 1920s. And she talks a great deal about that collective thought form process and what you have to do to break that. Right. And I thought, wow, you know, we haven't, you know, and I I know really only it's only 100 years, but we haven't gone very far from that you know really have we no so so then my questions to you all and and you can decide who's going to answer this is now what now that that sherry you've got this support with doing the healing work that you're doing and maybe i'll ask you to go first now that you've gotten this support um to help you with the healing work you're doing how will you use that what will you do with that how can you see or not that expanding into people beyond you and and Roger this question is similar for you in that now that here you've come out really publicly talking about this experience how will how will you incorporate that information into that as you call it that very terrestrial work that you do 
uh, in shaman fire. So mm-hmm. Sherry, will you tackle that first? Sure. Um, what happens with, I think, everything that we do, once you have the knowledge of one thing, um, you know, it's like when Roger was talking about when he received the download. Um, sometimes when that happens, it takes time to completely understand everything that you've been given. You know, you, you heard it. You, you know what you heard, but it's a process to actually absorb all of it, you know. Um, for me, it's been playing out in my everyday life, the whole love thing, you know, the whole the energy of love. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think that, you know, I don't have to be in a group. I don't have to be doing a hands-on healing to share my knowledge, you know, a lot of times that's that's just what it takes. Um, but <clears throat> for me, it's I don't know. It, it's a drop in a water in a pool. You know, it, it's a, it's a it's a trickle effect. You know, um, when I heal, those around me heal. <clears throat> Excuse me, in my family, they say seven generations ahead, just seven generations behind. So. Um, you know, I don't know how far this is going to go. I've had, you know, some other communications with um, other star beings. And um, it's just, for me, another, just more knowledge that I've gained, how miraculous, wherever we come from, wherever that is, um, it just continually, continually um expresses that it's just miraculous and for us to just stay open and share our conversations <clears throat> share our experiences i you know one thing i did say to fletcher this being was you know will we be working together and he said that we will be working together and i I've, I've said to him before come on fletcher let's go you know I'll, let's let's work and one of the things he said to me was um, uh, I can't remember his exact words, but what he meant to say is um, a little at a time because you're still having a human experience. And if we come in too strong, too soon, it's going to disrupt your experience. So it's it's a little bit at a time. Right. Um, you know, so I, 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 I don't know if I... Yeah, it's like, too, it's like putting you on high voltage. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) I just have to tell you a weird little aside here. Arthur Ford, who is historically one of of the leading um, trance mediums in in history, his his story is an amazing story, and he's been debunked, and lots of folks have lots of things to say about Arthur Ford. That's beside my point. My point is, is that, the control who helped him in his mediumship's name was Fletcher. That's oh, wow. interesting. <laughs> wow. Now, you might want to do some God. research on Arthur Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, it, and, and it helped him with his mediumship? Yeah. He, he, back at the kind of mediumship that, that Arthur Ford and 
and folks back in the 50s and 60s did was a kind where he would lie down on a couch or whatever and go into a trance and uh, a control was what it was called would take over his body and pass on messages uh, through him, uh, I think that he he was called the instrument. Ford was, and Fletcher would would control the information that was coming through. So you wow. might want to just do some research on on that. And I just find it odd that you know that's yeah. the only Fletcher I know is that name. Well, that's well, funny, Deb, because you know mediumship has been a big thing for me in my practice lately. Right. You know that's why we're you know launching the this mediumship mentoring group coming out as well mm-hmm. very interesting okay so do some homework on Arthur Ford yeah thank Roger, you. Roger how about you where are you thinking what are you thinking here yeah I mean I I agree with um what Sherry was saying it's it's for me it's like another level or another layer right it's like just another layer and I'm I'm not done processing it you know, and so I agree with that a little bit at a time, um, but it's it's already I think ingrained in my work. I think it's and I think it already was um, with a lot of the work that I do about helping people make a connection with um, their true essence, their true identity of who they are, not the not the the flesh and bones who they are, but their true essence of, of what's underneath all of these layers. And, and somehow this piece fits in there too. Somehow this piece is, is fits in with the idea of like Sherry was talking about healing ourselves and healing those around us. I mean, no, we don't, we don't heal independently because we're all connected. So as we heal ourselves, we're, we're healing each other. And, and, so my work is very much about that, that process of self-discovery and reconnecting. And this, this piece is like one, one more layer that's, I think, giving me an insight into the global phenomenon of what's, what's going on. I mean, there's, there's clearly, a, there's, there's clearly a, a lot wrong in the world right now. I mean, without to go off on another tangent, like, you know, go off on a tangent on this, but there's also clearly something else happening right now, too. Um, We wouldn't be having this conversation necessarily 10 years ago. Um, So there's something clearly happening now, and there's a sense of urgency to it as well. And and it reminds me of, um, there was a, I think it was around 2000 or 2001, there was a group of uh, Hopi elders that came together and were, were talking about a modern prophecy. And one of, the, one of the, the things they talked about were bringing all of the, the rainbow tribe together, bringing all the people back together from all, from all walks. And one, and one of the, the final statements in this, this modern prophecy is, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Yes, and and I read I read that prophecy. I know you, what you, you have, right? And I mean, it, uh-huh. it's it's it it kind of makes the hair stand up on my arms when I even say it, and when I've read it, and and this all kind of ties ties together in 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 a way that, you know, I'll be the first to, to admit I don't quite understand the whole thing yet, 
I, I don't understand all of it. It's a, it's a tremendous amount of information. I've got a lot of notes that I've written, um, and I've, I've just shared a little piece of it. And uh, but somehow it all it's all it all fits together. You know, it's just well, it, another... it, it does. You know, we really are all related. Um, my Lakota friends, and they'll have to pardon me for butchering the sentence because I speak Lakota with a southern accent, but it's Matakiasi, and it translates, we are all related, but it means so much more. The layers and the depth of that sentence go on and on and on, and, and we are. And, and I, I think that one of the themes that's going to be running through our episodes here in April as it's Earth Month in many ways, is is that connection to Mother Earth and that notion of our connection to each other and all the beings on this planet and, and beyond. So I, I think that's one of the places that we'll, we'll be going over this time together over this month. And I find the, the juxtapositions of energies so fascinating. And I, I may have this backwards, but you'll get the idea. The word in the Hopi language for sun is the same word for moon in the Tibetan language. <laughs> or I may have that backwards. But, you know, it's that, it's that kind of thing, those, those synchronicities and those, those yeah. similarities um, that connect us to each other and to uh, the concept of, of thinking beyond this planet. And I think we really are in a place where podcasts like this one and so many other conversations that are going on around the globe are reinforcing the information that, that you've both gotten from, from these beings is just that, that we, we have to heal ourselves and the world around us and we have to work out of a place of love and we have to find um, and restore that, that balance. I think that's where we all are. Yeah. Something just occurred to me as as we're having this conversation and we're talking about connectedness and balance, and as you were saying those words, something just occurred to me that, you know, Sherry was saying about, you know, how vast the universe is and how multidimensional, there, there are many dimensions and things. If we, if our planet is out of balance, are we not causing out of balance somewhere else? Sure. Hmm. Right. Right. Thanks. So it, it almost like it's occurring to me that it makes sense that that other beings, other dimensional beings, or star beings would be interested in cr- helping us restore balance because this would be causing an imbalance of energy out in the universe. Right. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, it, it's just. Uh, Maybe maybe that's a given, and, and you're both thinking, yeah, duh. <laughs> but it just kind of like don't... it just occurred to me, like it's this isn't just about us on this planet, like in a grand scale. I mean, if we're out of balance, then then in a in a in a more you know in a larger way, then a lot of things are out of balance. Um, sure. Yeah. I, because we are so egocentric that we think you know we're we're the be all end all. I remember as a small child. Uh, in in Sunday school and and somebody talking about how that couldn't possibly be beings on other planet and I said how in the world can you believe in a creative force that would limit itself to just these this piddly little planet you know yeah. I just I just yeah. couldn't go there 
and and we, but we do think of ourselves as kind of the center of the universe, and we're not. We we really aren't. I do have a question for both of you, though. Just maybe tangentially be here, but I just got to ask it. You all are special people. I love you both. You're you're special people. But you know, in the gigantic scheme of things, the, we're, the three of us are not so special. So why is it? that these beings have come to you and aren't coming to everybody else, or are they coming in other guises and we just may not recognize it? Roger, you want to tackle that? Sure. Um, I'll at least try. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't don't think – I I agree with the second part of that when you said that we're not that special. I mean, we we like to think that we're special, right? I mean, everyone likes to believe that they're special. And and we are in a sense that everyone is unique to themselves and and, um, and perfect in their own way. But in the grand scheme of things, we're just another piece to the, the, the vast web of life, right? Right. So I'm not so sure that we are the only ones receiving this. I, I kind of get the feeling that lots and lots and lots of people are getting it, and I think a lot of people just don't know what to do with it. And um, s- specifically, well, if you consider the, the the different ways open and not so open of people's belief systems and things, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that receive things that just aren't supported within their belief system this doesn't fit you know a lot of things may not fit and so i i I don't know that that i i think it it is happening to a lot of folks and i think that um myself included i don't know what to do with all of this you know i just know what i've gotten and and i know that it's part of this piece and it's part of my path now um but but i think that it is i think it is happening to a lot of people I, I do too, and I don't know what else you will do with this information, but you're doing a lot with it right now in this hour. I mean, if you think about the number of people in the thousands who are hearing this conversation, and and whether or not they folks believe us or think you know whatever, but they're at least hearing it. The seed is being planted that there is a much broader connection far beyond what we may have thought and that the message of that connection is love and kindness right and that's huge it is absolutely yeah just to do what we're doing with this you know Mm -hmm. i I, I just think it is yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) so this is part two <laughs> and I have yeah. a feeling that there will be part 97 at some yeah. point coming yeah. along the way here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry, you want to weigh in on, on thoughts from you, dear? I've run over yeah. you. I'm sorry. You know, no, that's okay. I um, I think that um, I'm just accepting, Deb. And uh, like you said, no more special than anybody else. In fact, um, pretty much every day in my life I have to pinch myself that um you know the the blessings that to, to be able to make communication with um other beings is amazing to me but it's just because i'm accepting of that's what it is 
And there are a lot of people out there who are receiving communication from these beings. They just don't know that it is from a being. A lot of times when um, there's communication, it's telepathic. So it's you're hearing your own voice. Mm -hmm. So, you're, you know, people are just thinking, I'm just making this up. This is my imagination. Or, um, you know, maybe it's my Uncle Joe. You know, it's, uh, for me, the more knowledge we all gain about all of this, the better off we all are. The more knowledge we gain, the more we will learn, the more communication we will all receive. And then we'll all get the whole love thing, you know, and the, uh, you know, changing our thoughts as a collective. That's my answer to that. Just be more acceptive, accepting. I, and, I agree. You know, Deb, it does, a lot of people are afraid of the star beings, but they don't have to be. They don't have to be. They are not just in physical form. They're actually an uh, energy form. I wanted to make sure I said that on tonight's show because that was the one thing that I was afraid of. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I had one communicating with me. I couldn't see anything, but I could get the, the communication telepathically. And, and whoever it was said, do you want to see us? And I thought for a quick second, and I said, no, I don't. I'm too afraid at this time because my first thought was I was going to see a bobblehead, you know, a gray or something, you know. Um, and so my communication has been typically through, um, you know, the, the telepathic thing. Fletcher's the first that I've seen the way I've seen. But just be open because they are beings. They are light beings. They are of energy. So... And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of my clients easily accept the idea that they, my clients, themselves are light workers, that they right. leave their bodies at night and go off and, and into the astral world and, and do wonderful things and, and help people. Right. It's not, you know, can, can you stretch further and think there are people coming to Earth, to us, who are light beings coming to help us. It's the same concept in some, in some way, you know. Sure. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, we're human beings. They're star beings. You know, we're just in a physical form, right? I mean, we are all beings of light. We are. Guys, we're out of time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I know this hour always. We will. We will. This hour just flies. Thank you so much, Roger Lockshare and Sherry Perbeck for being my co-host on this fascinating uh, part two of our discussions of star beings. There will be more of this. Uh, In the meantime, folks, welcome to Quest for Connection. Please connect with us on iTunes, on Blog Talk Radio, on YouTube, on Facebook. We are so happy to hear from you and to connect with you. We will be back with you next week where we'll be talking about the Gaia principle and our connection to Mother Earth and beyond. In the meantime, everyone keep questing. Thank you all so much and take care.